It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So get ready to join us as we jingle our bells right out of the Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Jason, or as my friends just call me, Jason, and I hope you all do too at this point. We've been doing the show for a while now. Happy February. You know, it is the month of love, and so we thought we would do our show around love this time. You know, speaking of love, Mrs. Nesbitt and her husband, Joey, took the month off for a second honeymoon, which is super cute. So she said she'll be back with a brand new book for you in the next episode. But most of our cast is back in this episode, including your favorite Christmas drag queen. That's right. Carol is back. In this episode, we'll be discussing mommy's dirty little secret in our festive fun fact. Mrs. Claus. Oh God, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Mrs. Claus will be teaching you how to make sex on a snowbank. Carol stops by for a quick update. Ned is here with a new tasty gift. And we will see if the 12 days of Christmas is a classic or not so classic Christmas special. And just a little reminder, remember our show is not for younger listeners as uh, we use some language and discuss some, some adult themes that will definitely land us on Santa's naughty list. So let's get on with the show and start things off with our festive fun fact. Well, hello, my holiday elves. Happy February. I hope you had either a great Valentine's Day or, as I like to call it, single people's awareness day. You know, I thought for this month's festive fun fact, we'd do a little romance, and I'm sure everyone assumed that we were going to cover mistletoe, and eventually we will, but I wanted to do something a little bit different and focus on, you know, something, something sweet. You know, it has something to do with mistletoe. But then when I started realizing it, I was like, "Mm, this is more of like a sexy, dirty little secret. We are going to talk about one of the original naughty Christmas songs today. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Now, the song was written and composed by British songwriter Tommy Connor and first recorded by Jimmy Boyd in 1952. Now, Jimmy was only 13 years old and the song reached number one on the Billboard Pop Singles chart in December of 1952. course the song describes a scene where a kid sneaks downstairs to see if he can find some presents on christmas eve and ends up finding his mother in an embrace with santa claus and 
he giggles a little bit and, and is like, I wonder what daddy would think. Not really thinking that it is possible that it's actually daddy in the costume and mommy and daddy like a little role play. Nothing wrong with a little role play. I'm not judging. Now, as with today, um, some songs tend to create a stir, if you will. And back in 1952, Lil Jimmy's record was actually condemned by the Roman Catholic Church in Boston when it was released because they believed it described an adulterous affair. <gasps> Gasp and shock. So, unfortunately, Lil Jimmy had to go meet with the Archdiocese to explain, no, this is the point of the song. And once they talked with him and took a photo with him, which I think is weird, but whatever, they lifted their ban on the song. So dumb. Now, again, like today, when someone releases an amazing song, everybody wants to do a cover. Same thing happened in 1952. Uh, comedian Spike Jones, with the assistance of George Rock doing the vocals, uh, also sang a version of the song. Now, you heard that version at the beginning of the festive fun fact. The other interesting fact is that George Rock is also the voice that Spike used in his more famous song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Mm -hmm. There have been many covers of the song, including the Ronettes, Jackson 5, John Mellencamp, Andy Williams, one of my amazing country queens, Reba McIntyre, the Cheetah Girls, Ray Stevens, Biff Naked, the amazing Jessica Simpson, and even RuPaul has sang a version. Although RuPaul's is I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. So if you haven't heard that, you should definitely go out and listen. It's cute. It's cute. So there's been tons of versions, but I will say this. My favorite is Amy Winehouse's performance of the song. Now, she sang it live on December of 2000, uh, in December of 2004 for a BBC Radio 2 show called The Gospel According to Christmas, which was broadcast on Christmas Day. On December 14th of 2019, Saturday Night Live actually did a skit with a version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. This time it was sung by uh, the amazing Cecily Strong, who played the kid, and Scarlett Johansson played her mother. Mikey Day was the dad, and of course, uh, Beck Bennett, who I have a huge crush on, uh, Beck Bennett played Santa Claus, and basically... <laughs> This one was way, way more dirty than I think it was ever, than the original song was ever intended to be. So in this one, it seems that um, there's a cuckolding fetish, can't even get it out without giggling, uh, where daddy likes to see mommy with other men, so... If you've not seen the skit, you have to just go to go to YouTube and watch it. It is re-damn-diculous. So good. So good. The song also got the movie treatment in 2001 with a family film titled, huh? 
I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. And it was starred the actual, the Sprouse twins uh, playing the same character. Uh, a little boy who thinks he sees his mom kissing Santa and he thinks she's having an affair and he decides to be a horrible child to get back at Santa for breaking up his parents' marriage, I guess. So he takes a photo of them kissing and he sends it to Mrs. Claus. Dun, dun, drama. Anyway, I've not seen it. I don't, I don't know if I will, but uh, it is out there. If, if you've seen it, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about this. Now, I want to know what is your favorite version of I Saw Mommy kissing santa claus let us know in our on our gabbing with gason facebook page which i hope you're following you know what and also let me know if there's any other festive fun facts you'd like to hear about just give us an email at keeping the yuletide gay at gmail.com get out your glue gun and your christmas ornaments it's time for our favorite crafting christmas drag queen from up north who always makes sure to put the mess in christmas it's time for Christmas Carol. OMG, it's me at Christmas Carol. You're messy Christmas queen, don't you know? Well, I'm back, Carol. You know, I took some time off to visit some friends up in Nova Scotia. Yeah, I did. And then I had such a good time there, I decided to tour my one-woman show, uh, Carol in We Will Go, a gay romp through Nova Scotia. Uh-huh. It was super successful in the four venues that it was in. But anyway, I miss y'all so much, but I've been listening to all the episodes of the show just to stay on top of it, you know, and, you know, and I got a couple of those books that uh, Mrs. Nesbitt was checking about. Holy, holy cheese. My God. That's a, some of those stories there were hot enough to melt the snow in Nova Scotia. Now, I am going to still be here. That's right. There were some rumors by that little bitch Mitzi saying that I wasn't coming back. Well, she doesn't know anything. So anyway, I'm still here. I'm going to come back and keep talking about helping y'all craft, you know, talking about your party planning and stuff like that. But listen, there is something that's happened while I was gone. I noticed that uh, little Gason, you know, the little cute Gason there, was fired in me all these emails from you all asking me for advice. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. Okay. You're wanting some advice from Carol. All right. Well, we're fine with that. So from now on, I'm going to be hosting Carol's Carner. Yeah, Christmas Carol's Carner. And in Christmas Carol's Carner, we're going to be discussing crafting, and I'll be crafting some responses to your letters. <laughs> yeah, I will. So listen, you better get those questions in, and I'll be back in the next episode with some crafting and some chatting. Mm-hmm. Now listen, I got to go and pack all my new coats and clothes from Nova Scotia, okay? Because while I was there, I saw so many uh, animals in the wildlife there. Holy crap. Listen. I don't know if you've ever been to Nova Scotia, but there's all kinds of animals up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got moles and bats and 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 chipmunks and woodchucks. Yeah, woodchucks all over the place. All right, woodchucks. Yeah. Okay, we call them groundhogs, you know. Uh, but my favorite was all the beaver that I saw while I was there. My God, there is so much beaver in Nova Scotia. It's crazy. All right? So much beaver. There were just beaver walking down the street, beaver walking up to me. People saying, here, look at my beaver. And I was like, my God, there's so who knew there was that much beaver? Mm -hmm. So listen, I bought a new stuffed beaver. Mm -hmm. I'm calling her Beverly. Yeah, Beverly the beaver. And she might she might come on tour too. You never know. There might be a show where all of a sudden Beverly the beaver pops out. And I say, everybody, look at my beaver Beverly. But I got a lot to do before I can do that show. So I'm going to let you go now. But I want you to sit there and email me your questions. Mm-hmm. 
So make sure you send them to keepin' a yuletide gay at gmail.com. Yeah, just send them to the regular one. And Gason will send them to me, okay? So until next time, keep crafting, y'all. Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Well, hello, dear listeners. <laughs> Welcome back to my kitchen for a tasty treat. Listen. We're doing a cocktail today. I might have already sampled it a few times, and that's okay. It really is. Look, here's what we got to do. Oh, you know, it's it's been Valentine's Day. And sometimes you want to just snuggle up to your 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 partner and, and love on them, and that's what I did. But sometimes you got to get in the mood, and that's okay too. Right, you got to get him in the mood. So listen, today, old Mrs. Claus is going to tell you how to have sex on a snowbank. Yes, sex on a snowbank. <laughs> sex on a snowbank is very simple to make. It's only got three ingredients. Mm. One of them is Gason's favorite. Mm-hmm. So listen, let's talk about what you need. <laughs> Before I, you know, have a problem because, like I said, I may have, I may have had, you know, a couple of samples. So you only need three things: Malibu, mm, yes, Gason's favorite beverage, mm-hmm. regular coconut Malibu, mm-hmm. yes. You need that and uh, ice, okay, and some of that coconut. Uh, it's called cream of coconut. Now listen, make sure you get the right thing. It's a, it's more of a gel almost, you know. You've got to shake it well and shake it good. You can't see me, but I'm shaking it. Oh, I hit the mic. All right, so you got to shake it. So anyway, you've got to, you'll find this in the liquor aisle or at the liquor store. But it'll be by the mixers, right? So you've got to have real cream of coconut because listen it's just a coconut flavored cocktail but what do you need you're asking you're saying mrs c what do i got to have today i need to know my supplies <laughs> well listen it's very simple you get your you get your glasses right you got your you got your glasses right and then you've got to have a blender because we're making a frozen cocktail <laughs> And, you know, uh, some, some, you can put your, your ice in a cup if you want to, or, or it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, what we're going to do is we're making one. We're going to make it strong, though. <laughs> yes. So, all you've got to do is you take your ice, right? And we're just going to put a little bit of ice. Now, if you've got big cubes, to take about six or so. If you're using smaller ones. There we go. You can make as much of this as you want. And for our Malibu, really, for one cocktail, it says one and a half ounces. Listen here. We're getting them in the mood. So you dip as much as you want in there. I've got, you know, Gason gave me the big bottle for Christmas. So I'm just going to pour that in. 
That's definitely more than an ounce and a half. <laughs> okay. And then the next part is the fun part because it's the cream of coconut. Yes. Now, you could put in three teaspoons, uh, three tablespoons, okay? But you've got it. You might as well just go crazy and just give it a big old squirt. Yes, it looks like something. All right. And then we put it in the blender. Get the damn thing on there. Okay. We put it in. I still can't get the bender closed. All right, I think I've got it. It's good enough. Mm, it smells nice and coconut in here. <laughs> you probably said, but Mrs. C, you didn't have any sherry. It's all right. We're not mixing sherry and, and coconut rum, loves. Okay, we're not going to do that today. No, no. We're just quick, simple cocktail because you've got other things. You're maybe going to do a little Netflix and chill, I think the kids call it. <laughs> all right, it's going to get loud. I'll probably fade out the sound because it's going to be loud. But here we go. We got to find. We want to. We want to blend and liquefy and go crazy. That's it. We're starting. All right. Now I'm gonna do it the real way. And we're back. Sorry, that's so loud. I don't. I don't want to do it on the microphone. Now all you got to do is you got your cocktail glass right here. We've got our. A frothy, because you want to blend it till it's frozen, right? Like it's a frozen cocktail. And then we just pour it in. Oh, it's lovely. Yes. Oh, we've got a glass. And now we can cheers ourselves. Yes. Cheers, my, my Valentine's queers. I love you all so much. Here we go. Oh, it's so good. My God. Listen, I guarantee you, you make some of these for your special someone. You're going to get in the mood because I know a certain somebody that's definitely going to be having sex on a snowbank tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. Listen, I've got to go. You can already tell it's starting to get me a little light-headed. No, Santa! Come here! Alright, until next time. Oh, everybody. Mm, happy tree tasting. Get over here! We're going outside! <laughs>
Uh, we didn't hate it, if I remember correctly, but we didn't love it either. Right. I think right. it was probably our favorite of the three that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already, because tonight's is a whole other thing. Um, and then you're also on episode 17, which I think was called <laughs> Frosty, Rainbow Chalky Bars, and Drunk Animals. And in that one, oh. we, that was the title of it. And in that one, we reviewed the cartoon special Up on the Housetop, which was like the most depressing Christmas special I think we'd ever seen collectively. It, yeah. it was that one was rough. And you've chosen one that makes me question having you back on the show. Um, well, I was on the first one, and you still have a show. So, <laughs> so just I feel like maybe I'm good luck. Um, no, I don't know after this one. <laughs> <laughs> so in case this is your first time listening to Keeping the Old Head Gay, what I do is I find three different Christmas specials that you can watch on the YouTubes. And I don't know what they are because usually it's something I've never seen. And so um, I give my friends three choices and I say, here are your three choices. And I randomly just pick three off the list. And uh, Sarah chose this thing called The 12 Days of Christmas. I did. Are you happy with your choice? I honestly should maybe not ever be able to make choices. <laughs> <laughs> so let, me, let me tell you about the show a little bit. Um, the 12 Days of Christmas, was it's an animated Christmas special that aired on NBC on December 3rd of 1993. And there is nothing else about it <laughs> that I can find. Oh, but... Phil Hartman is the only voice listed. Um, True. I mean, I and did Phil find Hartman others. was in essence was in Saturday Night Live. He is, he's so, the star of this. Yes, that does not mean it's good. <laughs> it was very misleading when I saw Phil's name. I was like, "Oh, this will be good." I know. Good. And I always, you know, I always want things that Phil Hartman did to do well since, you know, he died young and all this stuff. So I, I'm always hopeful that like when I see his name, it's going to, it's going to be good. And well, okay. So Phil Hartman, in case people don't know, he plays Holly Berry. Who's our star. He's best known for Saturday Night Live. I remember him fondly for being Troy McClure on the Simpsons in every like cutaway gag they did where they showed a made for TV movie or a school video. And he's like, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such specials as, and then going to something ridiculous. Right. Um, he was also in that movie, Jingle All the Way, which was awful with Arnold. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. He was on news radio uh, up until the moment he passed away. And then he was in one of my favorite movies, Small Soldiers, about the action figures coming to life. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, a classic in my world. Oh, uh, yeah! You should totally watch it. I'd like to hear your opinion. What was what do you what do you best remember Phil from? Like, what was your favorite Phil? I don't know that I've seen. You know, I if I've seen the movie, I probably don't remember. I really mm -hmm. remember him from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, same, yeah. same. That and and Troy McClure always. Oh well, yes, yes. Um, we do have a couple other people in the cast that I thought we'd talk about. There's James Carter Cathcott. 
And he was the voice of the messenger bear that kept singing all the weird songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is best known for playing Meowth and James in all the Pokemon cartoons. Oh, okay. And he was a voice in uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! series. So... So he went He's... on to have some success after this. Yeah, yeah. Regretful choice. Yes. Now, Earl Hammond, who I recognized immediately uh, as the king... And um, he is best known for his role of Jaga and Mumra in the 1980s cartoon, The Thundercats. Oh, okay. He was also Monstar the villain in Silverhawks. And he has done a ton of other cartoon work because he has a really defined uh, voice. And then um, he starred in a special that I would hope, I think will have to be a bonus episode for the show because it's going to take up the whole show. Um, he starred in the Rankin-Bass um, what do you call those? Claymation, I guess? I don't know. The Rankin-Bass stop-motion specials. He starred in the one that scared me as a child, and I waited until I was an adult until I actually watched it again and read the book. He starred in the Frank Elbaum version of The Adventures of Santa Claus. So it's The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen it? Because you would know it if you saw it. I haven't seen it, but um, okay. I actually recently gifted the book to our other uh, bestie, John Robertson. Oh, I just finished it uh, literally three days ago. I finally oh, read awesome. the book. Uh, it's, the book is interesting. I think the special is a lot more darker than the book is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really want to, I really want to cover that special at some point, but uh, he plays Santa Claus in it. So, you know, okay. There's that. Yeah, uh, and Larry... I noticed um, <clears throat> Romeo Muller was the mm-hmm. writer and he yes. was the writer on several things. The things I wrote down was the animated Hobbit, Thundercats and Strawberry okay. Shortcake. And then Glenn you know, Leopold that makes was a also a writer sense. for the Smurfs and several other things. So I was like, okay, because when I saw the animation style, it made me think of like gummy bears. Yes. And, um, like Wuzzles a little bit. And then I love the Wuzzles. Yeah. And then I used to love this show. It only had maybe a season or two from my childhood. It was called the biscuits and nobody ever remembers it when I say it. No, I (laughs) have no idea what the biscuits are. But they did have a McDonald's happy meal or like somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. But there was like a happy meal. It sounds like that's a Burger King meal. It might have been Burger King. I don't feel like the biscuits got the McDonald's treatment. Yeah, that could be. But I do remember getting like a little box as a kid. And I I still remember the joke that was on the side of the box um, and everything. Because I just, I loved it. It was these little like animals that lived in a castle. Mm -hmm. And anyway, that's were they? I was like, were they? When you said the biscuits, I was like, were they different kinds of rolls? Like I know, there's... right? Except that, that would have been funnier. It actually now I'm thinking about it. It was spelled with a Z in the middle. The like, biscuits, like B I Z K I T S. Oh, biz- the biscuits. The biscuits. Oh, I might look that up later. Yeah. Anyway, oh, this, I this explains liked it. a lot. Yeah, I liked it when I was younger. Okay. But, um, so <clears throat> I was trying to look up the animators and stuff to see if they did work on, on something like the gummy bears or the biscuits that nobody knows about or something mm-hmm. like that. But I couldn't find it, but I also did my homework late. 
Are we I am proud of you for doing yeah. the work. Well, this makes a lot of sense. Since she said that the other was helping with Thundercats. Yeah. Because starring as Sir Carol Boomer, it's the worst name ever, is Larry Kenny. And Larry Kenny is best known for playing the lead in Thundercats, Lion-O. Okay. Okay. I recognize his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is interesting. But it all kind of fits together. Yeah. Well, he was also... So the other thing is he also... It's really interesting about Larry's career. Um, You know, I'm a big He-Man fan, but I I don't know if we ever talked about it. I'm a huge Thundercats fan, too. I just never collected the toys as a kid. Mm -hmm. But I really love the Thundercats. And so... Larry Kenny started in the 80s as Lionel, the main star. In 2000-something, they brought the Thundercats back out with a more anime style. And they brought Larry Kenny back. But this time, he was much older, right? So they had him play Lionel's father, Claudius. Oh. And then they brought out this abomination (laughs) called Thundercats Roar that everybody hated in 2020. It's already been canceled, by the way. And uh, <laughs> in, he was even older, so he plays the spirit of Jaga, who's like this grandfatherly figure. Aww. And he also played one of my favorite characters ever in a cartoon. He played Bluegrass in Silverhawks. And he was also in The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. He played the commander of the wind demons. Mm-hmm. Oh. There were demons in that one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. I appreciate the Thundercatsness. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, Your favorite character, Princess Silverbell. No. (laughs) Was played by Donna Vivino, who I don't know. I didn't know anything about Donna. Donna has done more TV work than voice work. She played in a series called Submissions Only as Serena Maxwell. But other people might recognize her as playing a young Susan Lucci because she played young Erica Kane on All My Children. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she had a career after this because Princess Silverbale is, you know, yeah. it's kind of like Princess Peach in Mario Kart. Like nobody likes Princess Peach. Oh, it's so true. I know. That's how I feel about Princess Silverbell. Yeah, same. Same. I was like, nobody. Nobody, nobody should marry you, nobody Miss Bell. You. What? What was your first thought at the beginning of the show? Because I'm very interested to see if you had the same thought. My very first thought was yeah. that um, I couldn't believe that Angela Lansbury was doing the voice of the Partridge, and then I realized <laughs> it was not Angela Lansbury. <laughs> it was not Angela Lansbury. Um, and and honestly, I mean, that was my first thought. Um. Oh, mine also had to do with the partridge, but my um, first thought was, why does the partridge have very large breasts? <laughs> I she, was about. She to was a very s- ample partridge. I was about to say that, but you know, they did that like in the Robin Hood, um, Disney animated Robin Hood. Oh, with the hen. Yeah. The hen, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Madam Cluck is is also well endowed. <laughs> Madam Cluck. I, <laughs> I, um, felt, I felt like I had a kindred spirit. I <laughs> didn't know you we were going to be bonding with cartoon animals. Um, <laughs> no, because I was like, um, I really don't feel like we needed to see the partridge have an ample bosom. 
Yeah. It was just weird. It was kind of weird. Well, okay. So here's how the story opens. Let's just get into this thing because the sooner we get into it, the sooner it'll be over. <laughs> um, the special opens up on a library with a giant Christmas tree and like a metal partridge on top. And then magically the partridge comes alive. And we thought it was Angela Lansbury, but it wasn't. <clears throat> and then we, uh, she opens a book up and tells us the story of the 12 days of Christmas. And I was real. Okay. I was like right then. I was real excited. I was like, this isn't going to be that bad. Cause that's what I a, thought too. You know, they're in a library. She's mm-hmm. getting a book. I work in a library. I love books. So I'm just like, yes, this is going to be okay. I was wrong. <laughs> As first of all, the map of the kingdom was, was weird. Yeah. I don't, I've never heard of a knight getting a, his own castle. I guess, because I thought that castle was reserved for royalties, but whatever. We open on the pompous and, uh, I might add, douchey yes. Sir Carol Boomer, and I hate his name. I do, too. I like, hate that it. was lazy. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. And he's talking to his squire, Hollyberry, whose name Holly I also Berry. hate. Yes. Now, Carol Boomer is again Larry Kenny. Holly Berry is the star of the show, and that's Phil Hartman. And he's lamenting to Holly Berry about why Princess Silverbell, again, I hate her name, won't accept his hand in marriage. marriage. <laughs> and Holly Berry tells him that the princess is very moody and suffers from, and I like how he put this, she suffers from the melancholy. Yes, the melancholy. <laughs> Which I didn't know that's how you said it. I thought you just said, oh, she's got melancholy. She's melancholy. Yeah. But not she suffers from the melancholy. I don't. I mean, that seems a bit extra. Okay. I thought it was just me. So then we head down to the castle down the street, literally, and we meet the sullen Princess Silverbell, who's blowing bubbles. And at first, I couldn't decide if it was with spit or bubbles or gum. I know, because it it was clear. Mm-hmm. So what's happening? What was it? Was, I, it? was it? I couldn't tell. I still think it was spit. Oh, which is so gross. But she does put a piece of it on the plate. Mm. So maybe it was a chunk of something. Maybe it was fruit striped gum because it only lasts for like two seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That well, tracks. That tracks. Yeah. So um, she tells her messenger and uh, her messenger. No, I'm sorry. We, we meet her messenger and he delivers yet another proposal from Carol Boomer. And she tells him she only wants to basically meet someone who can make her laugh. And when she does, she'll marry that person. Which was really, I guess, cool. Yeah, kind of I like, mean, at least she wasn't all about the gifts. And, like, that's what made her want to marry somebody. She wanted to marry someone who, you know, had an... A smidgen of depth, I guess. If well, we're going to take it there, but it's weird. Yeah, and I guess too, it's kind of nice to be like she's not looking for looks either. She's like, no, I want, I want someone that makes me smile. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's cute. Okay, okay. Um, we f- we go back to Carol Boomer's castle, and he tells Holly Berry to steal Princess Silverbell's Christmas list. And then he'll know exactly what to get her and he can shower her with gifts and she will fall in love with him. I have a problem with this plot. (laughs) Because 
one, how do you <laughs> sneak into the king's castle? And then two, how do you ensure you're going to get her Christmas list? Right. I loved how he was, how Holly Berry was just like standing behind the tapestry. Like he got mm-hmm. all the way in and then he's like standing behind a tapestry. Like, just hanging out. Nobody yeah. saw him. Like, okay. You just happened to be by the right door at the right time. Well, this is what I, okay. I don't like cheesiness. And I know this is written for kids, but I think even as a kid, I'd have been like, this is dumb. She stops, she makes out her list, but then she stops by the Royal Puzzle Maker's room. Sir Anagram. I loved that. I figured you would. I love that his name was Anagram. I Uh, wish that he was in it more. uh, Yeah, I think it would have been helpful, but... mm. I also think that he may have been uh, one of the hidden gay characters. (laughs) I didn't didn't pick anyone out, but okay. Okay, well, that was one of the things that you said to to do, and he was... Yeah, no, I just couldn't find anybody. He was, like, rushing off to a secret island with the little his little helper on his luggage twice that was i was like if i'm gonna pick one it's gonna be him <laughs> i love that you did the assignment yeah i was like i don't see anybody i hate this show <laughs> um she stopped by sir An- uh, yeah anagram's room and he she's like my dad wants the answers to the daily crossword puzzle or the crossword puzzle and and he's like, oh, well, I'm going away for however long. Here's the list. And they look, the list looks exactly like her, her birthday list. It's on a scroll. And I don't know how she doesn't notice this, but Holly Berry reaches around her and grabs one of the scrolls. Right. And we go back, we finally meet the king. And she, he's like, oh, I just, I can't, you know, I got to be able to do this word, this, this, um, crossword puzzle because otherwise it'll just drive me crazy and blah 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 and I prefer to have the answers instead of figuring it out myself and she's like oh well here are the answers and he was like he's like a set of paints he's like this doesn't make any sense and then she's like oh that's my Christmas list I must have dropped the other one and then we're led to believe that the 12 days of Christmas items of the famous song was created because somebody didn't know the answers to a crossword puzzle. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I even wrote down. I like that the days of Christmas were actually answers to the daily crossword. I do not. <laughs> I, I get, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to explain it in a way like, well, why would somebody want four calling birds and three French? You know, I get it. I get it. I just think there could have been something better. I mean, yeah. I I don't disagree with that, but I did like it. Because I liked Sir Anagram right off the bat. And then I liked every time the king was like, a partridge that fits the crossword puzzle. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Um, that part of it I enjoyed. <laughs> I did make a note about how much of a whiny kind of bitch Princess Silverbell is. Oh my god, it was terrible. Very whiny. Did you notice? I'm sure you did. As each singer came in, that some of them were very stylized. Oh yeah, yeah. I have notes all about that. As yeah, well. okay. Yeah. Yes. So we flash back over to, or flash over to 
Carol Boomer, and he's reading the list, which turns out to be the, the answers to the crossword puzzle, which again are the 12 days of Christmas items. And he decides that he's going to give her one item each day for 12 days. And by he, he means Hollyberry. So then Hollyberry begins his quest, starting with the partridge, who he finds eating a pear in a pear tree. Okay. And he was like, you need to come with me. Wait a minute, though. We have to discuss Hollyberry. <laughs> Because he knew he had to get a partridge in a pear tree, right? And this dummy is over here shaking apple trees. Shaking apples. <laughs> Beating the hell out of an apple tree. Oh, my God. Until the partridge finally chucks a pear at him. Like, look. Hey, I'm here. Look, look at me, fool. And then she's like, I can't go anywhere without my tree. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay. And then she makes the worst joke. She says, we're quite a pair. Oh, yeah. I was like, I hate her. That was a very and we also I liked that, the partridge. Of course you did. <laughs> we also realized that she is the partridge telling the story. Yes. Right? And he digs up the tree and then he carts it off to the castle for Silverbell. And the messenger brings Silverbell, Silverbell a gift from Carol Boomer. And first off, it's the song lyrics to the first line of 12 Days of Christmas. She starts to, to sing it. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And yells out the word, and she notices, she notices that Hollyberry has this partridge in a pear tree. And she yells out the word partridge to alludes to what you enjoy. The king goes, partridge. <laughs> That's yes! the first one of the puzzle. <laughs> he was so happy. <laughs> he was just so happy to so be dumb. doing that puzzle by himself. So dumb. For the first time ever. <laughs> he had somebody so who he paid to do the crossword puzzle for him every day. <laughs> and today is his day. He got to <sighs> fill it out because he heard <sighs> clues. All throughout the day. So dumb. So then she yells at Holly Berry and he leaves. And then Carol Boomer says, well, she's just playing hard to get. And go bring the next gift tomorrow. Um, so Holly Berry catches two turtle doves in this dumb scene. And then the messenger comes in to Silver Bell and sings on the second day of Christmas. And he's like, two turtle doves. And she's like, what? And then the king is like, turtle doves? <laughs> That's the next answer. Oh, and then he got the second answer to his puzzle. It's so stupid. <laughs> then Silver Bell yells at Holly Berry and he leaves. I just want you all to recognize the pattern that is occurring. Yeah. We have a messenger that sings. She gets pissed about the gift. Somehow the king hears it, fills out an answer, and then Silverbell yells at Hollyberry. This goes on for, for 20 every minutes. Gift. <laughs> <laughs> for the whole show. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like all they did was like, all right, here's the plot, guys. Just follow this. I know. Sing, king, angry, yell. Yes. Put a gift in there. Um, <laughs> so he was just so, ha I just, I just, you know, bless his heart. I get it. I get sure. <laughs> Carol Boomer then tells Holly Berry to go do it again. 
And here, this is my least favorite. Like, I hate this entire thing. But my least favorite is the scene with the three French hens. Because the hens all have French accents. Oh, yes. We we don't even know what country these bears are. They're all bears. I don't know if we said it, but they're all bears. Yes. Um. But apparently the, the hens are French. And then they tell Holly Bell you're not going to go with him. And he comes back in some weird costume and starts talking in some fake French accent. And they all follow him to the castle. And the, the hens all say, we, 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 the whole time. I know. <laughs> it's so dumb. I would have hated, I would have hated this as a kid. I wouldn't have watched it in my life. <laughs> I mean, the, the hens did kind of get on my nerves too. I will, I will say that. But when they kind of curse, not curse, but when they say that, la sacra blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know exactly what that means. I think it means like, dear God or something like that. But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, here's where things start to get weird at the castle. <laughs> start to get weird? Yeah, because now the messenger comes out in a different style going forward to sing the song to her. And this time he comes out in a doo-wop trio. Hey, your humorlessness. Check this out. Yeah, he's like three French. I don't know how to do it. It's awful. I'll play the clip. Um, Holly Bear gets yelled at again, and he doesn't know if he can do it for eight more days, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I was like, buddy, me and you both. Then. The messenger sings. I, I could not figure out who he was supposed to be. So I said one of the Beatles. Do you feel like this, the, the messenger is trying to be a Beatle? Or like another rock star? I Wait. really am confused. Uh, for the fourth day. Um, With the parents that we haven't even got. That was Bob yet. Dylan. Oh, that's who that was? It was supposed to be Bob Dylan? Yeah. That's how bad this is. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get that was supposed to be Bob Dylan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he sings about the fourth day of Christmas and Holly Berry gives Silver Bell four <sighs> talking parrots. Instead of four calling birds, it's four parrots that mimic things. Yes. And then she's like, what's with all the birds? Which I think every one of us has said at some point when you learn the lyrics to the 12 days of Christmas, why are there so many birds? Yeah, we don't need this many birds. We don't need this many birds. And, and isn't uh, and she it, like allergic? Like she starts how, sneezing all the time. Yeah, she starts sneezing yeah. about the feathers. So I have that written down. I said, I think she's allergic to the feathers. Oh. We're on day five, everybody. Hold on. It's about to not get any more exciting. Carol Boomer then sends Holly Berry to get giant golden rings from an actual giant. Sarah. I, I know. He did say something about, I did like when when Holly Berry said, I could have went to the ye old jewelry shop. (laughs) 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 But no, I have to go to the giant. (laughs) I, here's my thing. Don't you think the giant would have, so the giant's asleep and he's got the rings on his hand, but I only counted four. And 
Holly Berry is like prying those rings off. You don't think that giant would have woken up? I would. I wake up if if like something touches me that I'm not prepared for. Yeah, I'm a very like sleeping. But I feel like that giant... that's a thing with giants in like fairy tales and movies and stuff. Like, oftentimes, like they groan like they're gonna wake up and then they don't, and the mm-hmm. hero or whatever is still able to do whatever they were supposed to do. I guess I'm thinking of like Mickey and the Beanstalk because that giant woke up real quick. Oh yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. We come back from him getting the rings from the giant and we see a silver bell painting a picture of Harry, Bather- uh, Harry, Harry Berry, Holly Berry <laughs> trapped <laughs> in a birdcage, which is weird that she's painting him trapped in a birdcage fighting parrots, but whatever. Her messenger is now playing the piano in kind of like a, I said jazzy, but I feel like it's more swing or big band kind yeah. of crooner Some, style, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I would agree about with that. The, he's playing piano. He's singing about the fifth day of Christmas, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, is the gold rings. On that fifth day of Christmas, my lady gave to me She does actually like the gold rings, and she says it out loud, like, oh, I like this. And I was like, oh, that's who you are. Right. Now we know, you fancy-ass bee. Yeah. 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 You say you just, you want the nice guy who's going to make you laugh. Yep. Yeah. But when you get those, when you get those rings, then you're yep. like, oh, the, this, this is, is nice. I want the yep. guy with the money, honey. It makes so much more sense about her character or lack thereof. But to me, it's like, this is why you're single. You're, you're ass. Right. And I also don't understand why she keeps getting so upset with Holly bear. Mm -hmm. When she knows that Carol Boomer is sending him. Yeah. Like, don't put a target on his back. Well, I think that picture starts to give away that she likes Holly Berry a little bit. Yeah. You know, Holly Berry. Okay. So they're all bears, right? Like, a Carol Boomer is a giant, big old bear. Holly Berry is yeah, more like, like a Sheriff twink. Nottingham and Robin Hood. Yeah, like but Holly Berry's a twink bear. He's a twink, right? Yeah. Would you say that Holly Berry's a twink? Definitely. He's a twink, just a skinny little wool thing. Yeah, with with glasses thing. and just yeah, very nerdy, unathletic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes back and he tells Carol Boomer that she liked the rings. So he's like, "Oh, this is great. I'm getting my hopes up." Now, here comes the scene that the messenger comes in <laughs> and sings to Silverbell about the sixth day of Christmas, impersonating <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> I sat there for a second and I was like, I know. Is this? It was so bad. I mean, he like break danced in, kind of. Yeah. And he like moved his hand like he was breaking his arm. 
Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. It was not funny. No. No, it wasn't funny. I just, it was like, I just knew that was the part when you were like, and then. (laughs) I was like, I, I know which one it is. Because it was so dumb. It was dumb. It doesn't, so it would have made sense if, I guess to me, I think it would have made better sense if you're going to do all these musical styles would be to go through the decades of music as you go, right? right? And build up to the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, because then they because, go back in time. Yeah, then they go back because the next one's a barbershop quartet, for God's sake. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No. Um. Then, <laughs> so it's it's Geese Elaine, okay? Six Geese Elaine. And... Silver Bell <laughs> violates a geese, basically, and reaches underneath of it and grabs an egg and chucks the egg at Hollyberry. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, if your abusive ways do not stop, like, I will stand up soon. Yes. Uh, then the next day, Hollyberry's back. The messenger comes in singing as a barbershop quartet the seventh day of Christmas, which is seven swans a swimming. And Holly Berry brings them in, in an inflatable pool, which, again, okay. Nice touch, I guess. Sure. And Silverbell flips out. She's like, what's with all the birds? And she tells Holly Berry, if he brings another feather into the castle, she'll have her father cut off his head. <laughs> which, to me, seems a little much. Again, he's a messenger. It's not like... It, be mad at Carol Boomer. Yeah. Why are you treating Holly Berry this way? That's like exactly what I was saying earlier. And then also, um, not only did Silverbell threaten to cut off his head, but so did Carol Boomer. Like Carol kept threatening him with his sword. And the actually, whole time. I know. And like one of my favorite quotes <laughs> from from Holly Berry was um when Carol Boomer says he's a devoted squire and he's like, I'm a devoted squire devoted to keeping my head. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, poor guy. Everyone's everyone's going for the throat with poor Holly Berry. And he's just trying to. It makes no sense. I know. Yeah. Well, and then, cause he's like, he's like, he tells, he goes back and he tells, um, well, she goes to the King and says, ban Holly Berry. And the king's like, no, because every time he brings the gift, I get an answer basically to the crossword puzzle. So right. the king's like, no. He's like, no. And then Hollyberry Holly Berry tells Carol Boomer he's not going back. And this is where Carol Boomer's like, you're going back. And he's like, you just need time to think about it. And he throws him in jail. I know. Hollyberry really gets the short end of the stick in this movie. And yeah. I mean, none of them were my favorite character. But I really did feel for Holly Berry. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I felt for him too. he's just trying to help Carol Boomer. And then... Carol Boomer. <laughs> I hate his name so much. I know. I hate that I've had to say it every time. Um, he... Holly Berry finally decides, like, oh, I probably just just do it. Because the partridge comes to the window and convinces him. Which is weird. I didn't think they were friends. Right. But, you know, I didn't also think she could fly up high enough to go to a cell with the size of her bosom. So look, us girls with the chest. Well endowed. Yes. Need to stick together 
and we can we can do it too. We can do all the things. She can do anything a little bird can do. <laughs> uh, the next day, I just move it on. The next day, uh, there's a Ronette style of girls singing about Holly Berry's new gift. And this is the only time that made me laugh. They couldn't see what was going on because all they could see were cows. And they were like, cows, cow, cows, cows. Yes. And he's like, no, it's what's underneath the cows. And we find out it's the maids of milking. Right. And then this is also the grossest thing in it. Silverbell tells him to leave the milk and the cows, but take all the birds. Then she doesn't even ask the cow for consent. I mean, this tracks because she didn't ask the goose for the egg either. Truth, truth. She's all about grabbing these female animals. But she grabs the cow by its teat. Yes. And squirts milk from its teeth right into Holly Berry's face. I know. I would have been disgusted. And it's taken to... Because that milk has not been pasteurized yet. Right? And now is about the time he decides that he's falling for her. Yeah. After all this abuse. He needs a therapist. Well, yeah, it's clearly not the stupid partridge because all she does is like, oh, you should totally get with her. Right. Um... Holly Berry wakes Silverbell up the next morning because the mil- the messenger is acting like he's in the military. And now we have nine drummers drumming, which makes no sense because in the original song, because I had to go back and look, because I was like, is it nine drummers drumming? No, it's not. It's nine ladies dancing, then 10 lords a-leaping, then 11 pipers piping, and then 12 drummers drumming. So they just jumped ahead oh. to nine drummers drumming. But they did have the well, ladies have dancing. All. So what was 12? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Now because I'm, now I'm not remembering. Because right. I just was well, like, oh, it's no, out of order. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's out of order. It's out of order. So um, they play the drumming drummers. She yells at him again. Whatever. The next afternoon, Holly Berry comes back and he's now playing the bagpipes with nine other pipers piping. So now we've got instead of instead of nine was it nine ladies dancing, right? Nine yeah. nine ladies dancing. We've got yeah, cuz when eight maids of milking, nine ladies. So instead of nine ladies dancing, we have the pipers piping, which are actually the 11th stanza in the song. I had to stop for a second cuz I got so confused and I was like, I don't know what's happening. So, he's got the pipers piping but he could only find nine, so he has to fill in. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, how wonderful for the rest of us that you're classically trained on the bagpipes. Right. Then the, the messenger comes in dressed as Elvis and sings like Elvis. And I don't know what happened. I watched it twice. I still don't understand what happened. Somehow, Holly Berry lands on the bagpipes. And I, I don't I, They're bouncy, and he bounces up to the balcony of where a silver bell is hanging out. Yes. And he's telling her some stuff and she starts to giggle a little. And then she tells him to leave. And then the partridge comes back to him and says, Hey, she almost smiled today. And I was like, she didn't almost smile. She did. She did smile. It was a smile. 
Yeah. And then he goes back and tells uh, Carol Boomer, who gets real excited. And then the next day, Holly Berry comes in and we see him teaching several large, well-endowed ballerina bears how to dance. Yes. Did you enjoy the ballerina bears? Mm. No. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did like that it um, insinuated that Holly Bear took them from being unable to balance or dance or, mm-hmm. you know, and they, w- they were tripping all over themselves and everything. And then by the time he got them in one day, by the time he got them in front of Silver Bell, they were, yeah. they were, they were able to perform. And I was well, yeah, like, they, good for you, Holly Bear. Yeah. Good for you. Now you're a, you're a choreographer. Yeah. You can play the bagpipes, all of this. Giants. I know. He's a um, real catch, honestly. He is. He is. I mean, I would probably say hey if I was a bear. Uh, right? I mean, I am a bear, but not in that sense. Oh, But um, <laughs> <laughs> they show up to the castle as the, as, the, as the messenger guy starts to sing kind of a, a country twang about 11, this, this, this just, oh my God, this drove me crazy. 11 dames a dancing. Yes. And then Dames was part of the crossword puzzle. It's so dumb. I was not it's okay so with dumb. that part. I was like, King, don't Dames? be excited because this is wrong. Yeah. Um, and they do this like dance. And then one of the Dames hits Holly Berry into Princess Silverbell. And they start da- uh, dancing. And another Dame grabs the King. Yes. And makes the King dance. And I was like, that Dame would have been murdered on sight. Right? You don't touch the king. No. We're almost done, Sarah. We're almost done. We only got two more days to go. Jeez. <laughs> it's like I'm reliving this. <laughs> well, one more day. I'm sorry. We're at the 11. <laughs> he then visits 12 lords the next day and gives them new boots to wear. And then Carol Boomer, as they're heading into town, to, to after he gives them the new boots, Carol Boomer yells at him because the lords are not leaping. So they still hit everything in the song, just in some weird back-ass order that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because now, now we have 12 lords a-leaping. And he tells him, Holly Berry says, oh, they'll start leaping any moment because I put chili peppers in the bottom of their boots and they should be heating up at any moment. I, That's not how that works. No, but it worked in this because they had smoke pouring out of their shoes, their oh, new so boots. stupid. So the lords start leaping, and I put it as they kind of led a parade with all the gifts with Holly Berry and uh, Carol Boomer bringing up the rear. Yes. And then the messenger sings in a very high-pitched tone about the 12 lords of leaping. Silver Bear somehow... Holly Berry lands in the water. I'm really confused. I don't know. I watched it twice. I still don't know what. Somehow he fell in the water. Silver Bear starts laughing. And Carol Boomer thinks that he's done it. And then Silver Bell says, I'm going to marry my true love because he makes me laugh. Blah, blah, blah. And without missing a beat, old Carol Boomer's like, yes, I say yes. Yeah, it was me. It was me. I did it all. 
Then we see uh, Holly Berry slinking away, being really sad that he can't be with his love. And then she says, no, I want to marry Holly Berry. And then there's this stupid scene where everybody's like, Holly Berry, Holly Berry, <laughs> Holly Berry. And then the French hands, I think this is where they say Sacre Bleu. Yes. And how did they say Holly Berry? Holly Berry. <laughs> it was so many people shouted out the name Holly Berry. I wanted to, I just hated this movie yeah. so much. And then she agrees to marry and she tells him like all the reasons she wants to marry him, which to me, I thought kind of was like a little more about her than it was him. Uh, but um, they agree to get married. And then we end with, all of the gifts kind of dancing. I did like this scene at the end. I will say that like there's a giant Christmas tree and all the animals and gifts are kind of dancing around the tree. And yes. it's kind of pretty as they zoom out. And then the partridge was like, well, I can't do Angela Lansbury. I don't know. Well, of course I knew how it was going to end. Oh yeah. Up. We didn't even need to have you come back. Right. No, we knew. Um, and she ends it by getting back on her giant tree and telling everybody Merry Christmas. And to which I say, any child that watched that uh, on NBC in 1993 did not have a Merry Christmas <laughs> because that was trash. Oh. I, I guess it. I liked it more than I thought. Like, I'm not going to watch guess so. it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it again or anything. It's not going to be like a classic I seek out. Or anything. Yeah. Oh, no. But, so you said the only gay character that you noticed or you thought was Sir Anagram? Well, I said Sir Anagram. Okay. So what I actually said was, let me see. Because I did write down. I said Holly Berry at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I um, felt the same. Felt yeah. the same. Yeah. And the king. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't really yeah, know I mean, why. I don't know if I have a, a real good reason why for the king, but like Holly Berry, I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, this one, it's him. Yeah, I was just, I don't know, I I didn't care enough in this one. Like yeah. I said, I had to watch it twice. I watched it once last night, and then I watched it again right before we did the show to write down everything. And yeah, I watched it was a it real today. struggle. It was a real struggle for me. Um, I just, I mean, again, the only thing I enjoyed was the cow part of the song. I pretty much hated everything else. I liked the very end when nobody was talking. Um, I liked when it was over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, this is not one that I would seek out on DVD or no. show anyone else. No, 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 no. I wouldn't um, either, but I really did like that, that, that his, he had a puzzle maker, puzzle answerer <laughs> and that his name was Sir Anagram. <laughs> And I did really like that <laughs> that the answers to the crossword puzzle <laughs> were the 12 days of Christmas. The king just got so happy about that. And I just, I don't I know. I love that that's who you um, clinged on to. I love that for, I love that for you. <laughs> uh, I think because everyone else was so terrible. So when they showed the king was. again, I was like, oh, he's happy. Like, <laughs> Everyone else was so terrible. I mean, because there were there really weren't a lot of redeeming characters. No. I mean, Holly Berry, yes. 
the messenger i don't think was a bad person just i don't think was thought out clearly no. carol boomer was awful yeah because like honestly carol yes carol boomer is awful silver bell is struggling with her melancholia and <laughs> <laughs> um holly bear i felt for holly bear but i was just like I don't know. He was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. Um, very whiny too. They were very whiny. Yeah, couple. they were. It was like they were all whiny. The only one who was happy was the king and Sir Anagram because he got to go on vacation for a whole week with his little friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, like those were the two that I I did like kind of cling on to because they like they didn't whine, they didn't annoy me. I was happy that he got to fill out his puzzle on his own, feel like he was smart for the first time in his life. (laughs) God, you put a lot of thought into the king. I really liked the king. He kind of reminded me of the Sultan from Aladdin. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. 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 Just kind of like clueless and like, you know. On a, on a scale of one to five with five being the best, uh, how many rainbow candy canes would you give this Christmas special? I, I'm going to give it a two just because oh. of the crossword puzzles and the king. Okay. Otherwise okay. it would be a one. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I'm giving it a one and not a zero or crumb, crumb. Uh, is because is because of the Thundercats people in it. Yes. <laughs> and, and Phil Hartman. It's the only reason. Yeah. They went on to do a lot of good work later on and, and probably before, but, but this one thing, yeah, when it started and it was like the music, but the music didn't match the 12 days of Christmas and the partridge is talking. It was so weird. I know. And Chris was like, what is this called again? (laughs) I was like, it's the 12 days of Christmas. He's like, okay. So bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so then let's answer the question. Is this a classic or not so classic special? Would you watch this every year? No. I would not. The answer is no. Would you watch it again? Mm, probably not. Yeah, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it enough. Yeah. And you've already seen it twice. Yeah, that was that was two times too many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't wait if we bring you on next year. <laughs> I mean, it's you've had two real bad ones, so what? I might just have to choose on our. Okay, on our that's next fair. Outing. That's fair. I was gonna say it's not like I look at them ahead of time. That's You're true. just like these are the three, and I'm like, okay, that sounds really that, bad. That choices. one sounds good, and I think all of your choices this time were sounded like songs, weren't they? Yeah, I went with a bunch of songs this time. I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, it was like Jingle Bells, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, Twelve Days of Christmas. That could be. That could be okay. I was wrong, but you know, there's first time for everything. Well, if you all <laughs> want to suffer as we did through the 12 days of Christmas, I'll put a link in the show notes to the episode that we watched on the YouTubes. Yeah, that leaves you us guys just watch it for the king and the crossword puzzle. You can stop after don't, that. Just look, don't. look, go, go watch his joy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so happy. Oh, with that. With that, Sarah, I only have one thing left to say to you. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
almost forgot. <sighs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Just when you think the show can't get any worse. <sighs> it's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF suggestions. I'm sorry. I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition. I invited my friend Sarah back to tell us one of hers. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingyuletidegay at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingyuletidegay. One of my favorite Christmas memories slash traditions is um, every year at Christmas, my grandma would ask each one of us what dessert we wanted for Christmas and she would make that for us. So um, for me, it was her chocolate chip cookies. For my mom, it was snickerdoodles. For my stepdad, it was um, peanut brittle. My sister always liked cheesecake. Um, and my grandpa was just happy with whatever because he wasn't going to tell the cook uh, <laughs> that what he wanted, he was just going to be happy that she was cooking for him. But, um, I love that. And I really miss her and, um, she's been gone for a couple of years now and Christmas just hasn't quite been the same. We try to make it, but, um, that's one of the things I miss the most. Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you again for listening to Keeping the Old Tide Gay. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air. And we hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye! Thank you for listening to Keeping the Old Tide Gay. Don't forget if you need more Gason in your life to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on all podcast apps. You can find more information, including past episodes of Keeping the Old Tide Gay, at our official website, gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, old Christmas tree, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Bring a Torch, Isabella, the 12 Days of Christmas, and Silent Night, the Disco Edition, are all provided by freexmasmp.com. 
Please note that all music and other sounds used in this Please note that other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders. We are not trying to infringe on anything. We just use them to talk about on the show. <laughs>